What's this all about? Why are they doing that? What's going on here? It's Curious John. What is he curious about today? For Andy Kincart, Taiwan's tea is more than just a beverage. For around 30 years, it's been a calling. Andy's company, Ecocha, takes some of the best tea Taiwan has to offer and ships it to discerning customers around the world. Last week, Andy took us on a tour through the world of Taiwanese tea, but we haven't yet heard the story of Andy's journey into this world. This week, Andy's back to tell us about what sparked his love of tea. He'll also tell us about how tea and its perception have changed over the past three decades, both in Taiwan and abroad. Where did your personal interest in tea come from, and what made you decide to go into the world of tea professionally? Well, I first came to Taiwan in 1989, and basically by accident or sort of default, by visiting people in their homes, I was exposed to this tea culture. Especially 30 years ago when tea was kind of in its heyday. People had a designated tea table, a tea brewing table in their house. And when you visited, especially as a foreign guest, I was invited to sit down and enjoy tea. So I got to enjoy a beverage that I've never experienced before. And it quite impressed me. I mean, I liked it very much right away. Mm -hmm. I thought it was delicious and amazing. And I appreciated how relaxed it was, but how special it was and how special the actual tea was. So I was immediately hooked, basically, or at least within a year or two. And I went back to Los Angeles in 1992 and lived there for a year. And even in Los Angeles, a big city with a big Chinatown, I couldn't find Taiwanese tea like I had come to already appreciate here. So it literally was a deciding factor in my decision to return to Taiwan. I came back in 1993. One of my missions on returning was to learn more about tea. And that's when I made a trip to Lugu, one of the biggest representing areas in Taiwan. And a friend, an American friend, introduced a representative at the Farmers Association. So I went to Lugu and it just happened that the Taiwanese friend that I was introduced to was making tea in their home on that day. And that was another level of being totally ensconced by this phenomenon. I mean, I walked into their home factory and the whole house was filled with this effervescent tea aroma coming from these oxidizing leaves. And I got to see how tea was made. Wow. And from that time on, I never stopped going back. You know, like I would ride a motorcycle up to tea country and buy a certain amount of tea, fill up my backpack, bring it back to share with my friends, foreigner friends living in Taiwan. I was pretty quickly given the nickname Tea Andy and it stuck. That was over 25 years ago. <laughs> I went back again to the States in 97. I registered a business and made what I believe to be the first website in English specifically representing Taiwan Oolong Tea. It was really just a hobby that allowed me to keep my connection alive when I was living in the States. And then it progressed to the point where I came back in 2005. By 2010, I decided to establish a more substantial brand. I, I did an MBA program here to kind of solidify my concept of a brand. And that is the current incarnation of EcoChop, right. which I've been working on with my partners here in Taiwan since 2013. 
And was it easy to get to know farmers and build up a sort of trusting relationship with them? I mean, how did you even go about contacting them? Fortunately, the first person I was introduced to worked for the Farmers Association in Oolong Tea Country, like the biggest tea producing area in Taiwan, you could say. But it basically just started with his home, and then we next factory we went to was his cousin. And then I would go to their factory. And yeah, I guess I just uninhibitedly rode around. And as you may know, in Taiwan, as a foreigner, we are welcomed very readily. And it's very true. easy to. What I'm most interested in is representing the small, privately owned production of tea. And so if I see a farm that looks appealing, and it's not huge, and there's a factory in their home, that's the people I most like to meet. Mm. And uh, I would simply just walk up and say, do you have tea for sale? And nine times out of ten, they do. As your brand's name, Eco Cha, suggests, there's a big focus on ecologically sustainable practices. What does that mean in the context of tea, though? The supporting of local small production, by definition, is sustainable on an environmental level because that level of tea production is using pre-developed land, land that was already developed in a residential community. They weren't going to undeveloped areas and clearing the land for tea production alone. There are significant amounts of high elevation areas that weren't developed prior. No one lives there. They're just agricultural projects. One of the products that you have online is called Eco-Farmed Tea. Uh, what does this mean and how do you encourage responsible tea growing practices? The name Eco-Farmed is simply a word that we use to represent tea that's sourced from organically certified tea farms. But we do not represent that certification on our product. Taiwan has, I've been told, the strictest organic standards in the world really? in terms of the labeling, using the certification. It is feasible, but to us, at this point at least, it doesn't really warrant our representation. Although it would give another level of reliability to the consumer, we're still kind of small-scale roots branding to say, you know what, we're not interested in being anything but 100% transparent. This tea comes from this farm. Here are the inspection reports, like the, the actual product getting chemically tested and showing zero chemical residue. We just are not going to be a part of the organic certification industry by putting that sticker on our label. So that's our way of representing organic tea production without going through the politics, so to speak, of representing the certification. One thing that struck me that you mentioned earlier was how uh, 30 years ago, a lot of uh, these homes had tea brewing tables. Is that sort of home tea brewing something you still see? Okay. Uh, yeah, when I was referring to 30 years ago when I was first exposed to the culture, I hadn't been to tea farms or met anybody producing tea. It was in society at large, business people. Uh, that's how I first experienced it. It was businesses often combined with a, a sort of social meeting or at least a conducive atmosphere for people to feel more comfortable. Tea was a, a healthy and non-alcoholic form of having a business meeting, but having something social go on mm -hmm. at the same time. That, I believe, still exists, although I think it was kind of a hot trend, maybe a new trend with the actual quality of living going up very quickly in Taiwan during the 1980s and 90s. Since then, people continue to brew tea. Taiwanese people say that now 
now people just drink iced tea or bottled drinks. But I think the people that like to drink tea are still doing it in that way. And in many households, they have their tea sets and they use them regularly. In terms of the tea farmers or the people that are in these art of tea clubs, they have put a lot of effort and done a lot in developing their own tea culture. Like I said, it's a modern renaissance culture embodying their classic traditions and some of their spiritual traditions, but it's definitely making it their own. And that's one of their basic tenets. It's been a new development. And I I feel like the art of tea has really become much more popular than ever in the last 20 years. After many years of representing Taiwan's tea abroad, how well would you say that Taiwan's tea and tea culture are known overseas, especially when compared with some of our Asian neighbors? It's hard for me to say because I'm here (laughs) and uh, I'm not sure exactly how people perceive Taiwan or how much it's recognized. I know that Taiwan is recognized for producing some of the best quality tea in the world, particularly if people are into oolongs, they know about Taiwanese tea. Mm. I think tea from mainland China and tea from Japan are probably more widely recognized in Western cultures. But the people that are exploring the world of tea have experienced Taiwan tea, I would say, for the most part. In Taiwan, every cup of tea is a rewarding adventure. And whatever your cup of tea may be, light and delicate or rich and flavorful, you're certain to find it here. I'm Curious John, and I'll see you again next week. Listen, are you listening? (laughs) This is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan.